honestly what pisses me off is the simple fact that maybe 90 95% of the black women that I know their childhood story starts off with trauma sexual abuse physical abuse mental mental abuse and it really sucks that that's how it started it's like a curse I'm not saying it's it's with every black woman but when I when I sit down and I talk to a black woman and that's a part of her story I'm 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 not like oh my gosh really wow not you it's not surprising anymore it, it, it's almost like it's so normal and it sucks that it's like that because it shouldn't be and then because of those problems we've had if it's you know with family or friends or, or our parents all of those issues and those bag in that baggage we settle for these trash niggas and we settle for these trash jobs we settle for anything I'm not saying all of us, but once your mental health gets to that point where with, with all of that trauma, with all of that pain, with all of that, and you just block everything, you, you, you just settle, you just settle. <laughs> and I hate that that's, that's what we do. We just settle for this life. And I'm not saying that's the, the trauma and the abuse and all of that was our fault because it, it wasn't. And I will never say that. But what I will say is it's up to us to get the healing process going. To acknowledge the fact that we are in pain. We are lacking this, this, and this, and we need this. And I wish that that all, I could scream it off from the rooftops. I just want everyone to, I, I just wish we could do that. Instead, we push it to the back of our minds. We push the family secrets to the back of our minds. We push the the abuse, the marital abuse, the any any type of abuse or any anything bad. We push to the back of our minds and we keep it pushing because that's what we feel like we have to do, especially as Black women, which honestly is a gift because that takes an amount of strength, which I will acknowledge to push that to the back of your head and still push to get your you know to make sure your family's okay to go to work and all of that stuff but that still doesn't mean we should settle for that type of life we should want something more I want something more I need something more and I feel like that's just what we all have to say to ourselves like I don't need this I don't need him I don't need her I don't need you know Regardless, I wish we all knew that. And honestly, I'm 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 just now getting to that point of not settling, of not of not anything, of wanting to make sure I'm okay. And y'all probably asking like, what type of trauma did she go through? Honestly, I'm not even gonna say all of it. But the one thing would be my my dad issues because he would come in and out of my life and I would allow him to and it will just pop in pop out pop in pop out come take pictures leave it won't hear from him for years and I you know you begin to be so used to that that when that when it's I don't even know how to to, to word it 
it just become get used to it and now the next relationships that you have or that I had it was just toxic as hell <laughs> it was just toxic when it came to like and that's why you would have to get that baggage done together like to you know get that baggage together oh my gosh my voice just <laughs> get that baggage together because certain things will trigger me and I will go off the walls when people would come into my life not even relationship wise when people would come into my life and leave and come back and leave and come back it would upset me I will I will start yelling and cussing because why do you think you can do that to me not knowing that that was the reason because my dad would do it all of the time all of the time and I hated it but it was so normal and the fact that that, he, that that's even the case because I know I'm not the only person that was in that situation. And it made me feel so like, it, it's just my confidence was down. My confidence is down. It, it just really sucked. Which is why I want to get on top of that baggage and I wanted to make this podcast so everyone can heal so I can heal. Everyone can heal with me. You all can heal with me. Black women, brown girls, Y'all can heal with me. Take my journey. Make it your journey. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I, 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 don't, I can't necessarily say where this was going completely because I just woke up and I was like, let me just make this podcast. But that's why I changed the name of my podcast to Brown Girl Healing. Because, yes, in the beginning it was me time and it was, you know, revolving around self-care and self-love but I feel like in order to get to that point where you truly love yourself you have to heal from all of the baggage that you've gone through in your life at least most at least try and be truly happy so you can be truly happy with yourself which came straight off the dome like I didn't even write that I didn't even write it down (laughs) but yeah and I wanted this podcast to be so candid so real just like a a therapy session a talk through like come on y'all we've got to push ourselves to make sure we are right I've got to push myself to make sure I am right all of us as a collective especially in my generation I want us to make a change regarding this I don't want this to be a, a background story. And this goes for the parents, too, if you're a parent. I just, just make sure you're in your child's life. Make sure you're doing what you can because that can affect them in their later lives and they won't be able to accomplish the things they want to accomplish as easy. Give them that first step. <laughs> I just, ugh. I can't even stress this enough. But yes, I'm going to be making my podcast every Thursday. Um, Every Thursday by the night. (laughs) And it will be out on Spotify. I'm going to post on Instagram at the Niger. It's going to be on Instagram whenever I post my podcast. It's going to be on Apple Podcasts. It's going to be on everywhere. Just, Just go look for it. I'll put the link in my bio. 
on my Instagram. Again, that's the Niger. And please keep coming back because I have lots to say. And I would love to hear people's feedback about what I have to say. So I'll see y'all again next Thursday. And peace out. we're going to talk about abandonment issues and it's going to be really revealing we're going to talk about a lot and I hope that this will help others in a similar situation I, I really do because it can be a lot and I want to let you know prior don't give up it will get easier you just have to have faith that it will so Let's start from the very beginning. I know that a lot of people can relate to this and with their fathers, the abandonment issues with their fathers. Specifically me, I will say that between the ages 12 and maybe 17, 18, the abandonment issues with just my father made me sick completely sick I missed him so much I, I didn't want to eat I, I don't even know what there was to miss if he wasn't around I guess just someone to be like that's my father so he left my mom probably when I was two and it's still with the woman that he left my mom with and had two kids with her and he he would say that he loved me and he wanted to be with me basically sounds like a relationship but wouldn't carry out those words there was no actions to follow up behind it so it would be oh um I'm gonna come see you you're gonna come see me we're gonna go do this we're gonna go do that and never do it I'm gonna call you I'm gonna call you after work I'm gonna text you after work and it will never happen he will come for one month straight maybe and then go MIA for six months just don't come back he came from my graduation and honestly that no, I wouldn't say that was the last job because he tried that two times after. He came to my graduation, took me to Orlando, um, which was a trip that he already planned a year before, and came, took the pictures at my graduation, and didn't hear from him again. Didn't hear from him or his family because his his um his brother and his sister came too. Didn't hear from him or his family. And then recently, he said he would call and just didn't. So after that, I was like, that has to go. I, I can't have that a part of my life because I would cry. I would really cry. And honestly, if someone is able to make you sick, then they can't be in your life. And he would make me sick. I would be crying, throwing up. Just It was just all around depressing. And so in relationships, it would be hard for me, even though I've never been cheated on or, you know, something like that. It would be hard for me to trust and for me to believe that the person will stay because of that. And then on top of that, it wasn't just him. It was a situation with my mom and the husband that she had or her ex-husband, and he would be physically and verbally abusive to her. 
and it would affect me not physically but mentally and emotionally to see my mom in that situation and then she would back away from me and she would yell at me and you know take out her frustrations or whatever and that was a lot I wouldn't eat I wouldn't I couldn't sleep my room was disgusting it was just depressing I would be longing to go to school the next day I felt like my mom left me I felt like she got taken away I felt like she abandoned me she wouldn't really talk to me all that often in that time period which affected our relationship to a to, to a very big degree um because then she moved me to Charlotte me and her had a disagreement about the church I didn't want to go back to the church because of the people that were in it and how they treated others so how they treated me and others really um so I told her I just didn't want to go it wasn't that I didn't love God I just couldn't I couldn't do it it was too much all those years and she told me I had to go so I went to go move with my aunt and this is where my situation takes a, a complete 360 so yeah <laughs> I had lost my train of thought at that one point but yes this is where it takes a complete 360 she sends me to Charlotte where I go live with one of my aunts who does not go to church anymore um, but she still prays and stuff like that so I guess she my mom felt like it was easier for me to go there and hope I think she wanted me to feel like once I'm there that it was harder that she didn't want me to really like it she thought I was gonna come home but I did I enjoyed being in Charlotte um, I did miss my mom and we, we just we just didn't really talk we still had our own issues so then after being in Charlotte for probably six seven eight months maybe I would say eight months because I got there in December of 2019 and then left in December 2020 so maybe in November so it couldn't be eight eight months but y'all know the math I can't even do it but in November um I came out to my aunt as I don't even know I didn't really come out I told her that I really like this girl who is now my girlfriend now that I really like this girl and um I really didn't know what to do specifically I just wanted to be honest and her response was not what I expected because of situations that happened earlier that year that she accepted that I that I've done I'm not a bad kid but I have done stupid things and she's talked me through it and helped me grow so I was so confused when she told me that the demons was talking and that she wished she knew who she let in her house prior the type of energy that she left and I'm like I'm the same person it's just I like a girl which I've never, you know, never carried through with. I never, I, I've always liked guys. And so it was confusing for me. It was a lot for me. I was crying. I didn't eat. I didn't want to go to work. It was, it was a lot. And then they started treating me different. So this is where the stories combine. Not the stories combine, but the abandonment and the coming out stories, I guess, combine. Because it all plays a factor in how I act today and my feelings today. It's a lot. It really is, especially being 19 and being dependent on someone, um, like a parent or, you know, at that point, my aunt, 
So when she said all of those things to me and started treating me different and the whole household started treating me different, I felt abandoned. I felt unloved. And then when I told my mom, she said she would turn off her phone uh, or not, not turn off her phone, take off her, um, change her number. I couldn't even get that through. She would change her number and that I couldn't talk to her anymore, which honestly, that's what people in my church do. They... If, you, if you're quote-unquote sinning, and, and this is considered the biggest sin, which doesn't make any sense because all sins are equal, but if you sin, then they stop talking to you up until you repent, basically. Which, if you really think about it, sounds a little backwards. Because if I'm sinning, I need all the support and the love that I can get so I can quote-unquote change, even though I can't change. <laughs> even if I try! <laughs> so, so yeah going back so she said after she said everything she said she said that um I would need to make a decision to stay or to go so after thinking about it and really thinking about it I was like I'm gonna stay me and my girlfriend now we're like we're gonna stay where we're at because I was in Charlotte and she was I'm not even gonna tell you <laughs> um she would stay I would stay in Charlotte we would save up and then I would leave you know trying to pay, play things smart and after I told my aunt that that was my decision she was like all right but you would have to go to therapy therapy for what I don't know but I feel like she pushed she pushed therapy because I was quote-unquote coming out to her and I think she felt like there were no I know she felt like because she said that she felt like I was lonely and desperate she was just putting on all her emotions that she had onto me and I couldn't do that because what you're not gonna do is tell me what I'm not what I'm feeling isn't real so <laughs> you can skip off with that so um she told me I would go to therapy but my dumb self was like yeah okay I'll go so I scheduled a therapy meeting or a therapy session or whatever and after a couple of days, because this was probably around Christmas, and you know, this is the time where you would get gifts and give gifts and stuff. So after I brought everything for the family, then she tells me she doesn't feel comfortable with me staying at her house and that I have to be gone by January. Mind you, it's December. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> because I made the, this, you know, I thought I was making a smart decision to stay and get my money up and leave but she was like she doesn't feel comfortable so I was like you know what fine so I start looking for apartments and the job I had I was a general manager and that was stressful in itself so I started looking for apartments and during that time for looking for apartments there's stuff going on within the family she's telling she's telling people she's helping me when she's not Helping me, help, helping me find an apartment. She, if anything, all she kept saying was, "You know, U-Haul sells boxes." That was the only time she would talk to me. She would, nobody would talk to me in the house. I would go to work, come home, go to my room. That was it. So, where was I? <laughs> it was just so much that was happening. So it was the family was calling. It wasn't the family really. I was talking to one of my other. I have three aunts all together, and then there's my mom. I was talking to my two other aunts, and one of my other aunts, you know, was really close with. Um, the aunt that I was staying with so I just stopped talking to her completely because I felt like she would report so um I sure did 
I kept looking for apartments. And then the last situation that happened, which prompted me to get the hell on, um, she, <laughs> not even she, my cousin who worked with me, um, I got him the job of where I was working with, working at. My cousin who worked with me didn't show up to on a blackout day and basically they blamed me. I came home and my my boss on top of me, because I was a general manager, but there was the owner. He said that those blackout dates, if nobody shows up, then they're complete they're fired. I come in the house and they're both sitting on the couch energy like they're they're trying to jump on me basically and I completely hear the shift in my aunt's voice she talks proper but she talks overly proper when she's trying to get smart when she feels like she's right it, it's, it's just too much and I knew it so uh, I, of course I came off with an attitude because I'm sick of the crap I've been dealing with all their bs since I've told them that I liked a female not even that I was going to be with her but that I liked her so of course, I got an attitude, and that ended horribly. So I went upstairs, and then she comes through, and she's like, what's your problem? What's the problem? And I'm like, you already feel like you're right. Because prior to all of that, um, prior to this situation, there was a lot of things that was going on between me and her. And she would text me and be like, you didn't speak. And it was just too much. When I did, it was just it was just too much emotionally. I was like, I can't do it. So I'm starting to freak out. And I'm like, I can't. I can't talk. I can't talk. I can't talk. Because I, I, I genuinely couldn't. It was too much. I'm crying. And then the last thing my aunt says to me before I leave, because after that, I get my crap and I go. The last thing she says to me is, so after you move, you're not going to, you were, you were planning on not talking to any of us. And I was like, I can't talk right now. I can't talk. And she walked out. What pissed me off about that statement was, she already told me prior to that that she couldn't, she wasn't going to talk to me because I liked females, because I was quote unquote gay to her. She was already giving me, she was already telling me what I was. And that's what really pissed me off. The, the whole situation pissed me off. So the next day, I did what she asked me to do. I cleaned the bathroom. I got my room together because she was pissing me off about that. I was supposed to leave at by the end of January. It's probably it was probably about to be January 1st and she was like you need to get that room together I told you to get it together pack all your stuff do this do that it was just too much I had to work all the time I was getting called into work I just didn't I was tired I didn't have time and so I packed all my stuff the next day put it in my car and drove and now I'm here haven't spoken to them since haven't spoken to, I haven't spoken to two, two of my aunts, two out of three of my aunts. One of my aunts, she's been there for me the whole time. She, she, although we live in completely different states, she lives up north. She has been there for me emotionally and mentally. And honestly, other than that, other, other than my mom, that's what I really need. I really needed someone to be there and to accept me for who I am. And so now in, and now in, in my life, I, I do have breakdowns about missing my mom and missing my family because I took time. You know, we, you, know you get to know family. You love your family. You want to be around them. 
but honestly to protect your peace if they don't want to accept you for who you are or respect you as a person they don't have to respect your your lifestyle but you need to respect me as a person if they cannot do that then they don't need to be in your life and that doesn't just go for family that goes for relationships friends all types of stuff because even family and parents can be toxic and that was toxic the the constant crying and then telling me that it was too much for them when it was a lot for me I'm the one with these feelings and honestly I know that a lot of people will not agree with what I'm saying and that that really sucks (laughs) because I don't care (laughs) that really sucks but I feel like with all of that going on, having my abandonment issues and, and trust issues, it, it was just a lot. I'm like, wow, dang, like a lot of pe- people just keep leaving. I be myself and people leave. I tell the truth and people leave. I just felt like after that, I just wanted to lie. I didn't want nobody to know anything about me because it, it, every time I tell the truth, I get told to leave. I get told we can't talk to you. And that is toxic. So I had to let that go. I have not spoken to them. They have not reached out to me. And I don't give a date. (laughs) I honestly don't. And at this point, this session is getting pretty long. But basically, you, you have to protect your peace. Especially if you have, you know, other issues on top of that. You don't need other things on top of that to you you don't need that um as far as your abandonment issues i even mine i have even made made the decision to get that sorted out because i want to be the best person i want to be i i can be and like i said in my last session you have to make that choice to heal you have to acknowledge it and you have to fix it if you know that you have those problems, those issues, those that mental health, you have to go fix it because you don't want to live with that for the rest of your life, and I surely don't. Um, wow, this is, this has been really long. I was gonna do it do it in two parts, but this has gotten really emotional for me, so I'm gonna cut it off here. But thank you for coming back to listen to my podcast. You know, I I post every Thursday, um, and you will get my notifications basically if you. Follow me on Instagram at the Niger. Again, that's every Thursday at the Niger, N Y Z H E R E. And you can go on Spotify and type in Brown Girl Healing, and my podcast will pop up. So if you can't click the link in my bio, then go to Spotify. So thank you for coming again, and peace.